0: Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. We got plenty of stuff going on so much this week. We may have to make, you know, maybe more podcasts. I don't know. But uh, now people are starting to get a little antsy. Yeah, we're, we're we're wanting to, okay, we, we've been locked down, <clears throat> we've been uh, spending some time getting to know our families, or getting to know ourselves, it's time to get out, <laughs> we, need to, we need to get out and move around, okay, the weather's getting nicer, the days are getting longer, we're getting a little more crazy, a little more stupid, if I might say, mm, well, we've got a few new stupid world stories for you today. Uh. I mean, there's always been high-speed chases, right, between cops and robbers, or the bad guys and the good guys. Here's a guy that gets into a 120-mile-an-hour police chase for something other than, like, robbing a bank or something. It's, I mean, I can't think of any good excuses for getting into one of these super-high police chases, you know. But um, this is especially bad, okay? It happened in Indiana, Elkhart County. A guy tries to pull over a 25-year-old uh, driver, Musab al shusain al Musab al Okay, the cop is pulling over Musab. He's from Minneapolis. They spot him in a red Ford Mustang. Well, that's an obvious thing. Doing 120 clicks an hour in a 70 zone. But he just keeps going. And he gets into a 25-mile police chase. So when he finally stops, guess what his excuse was? I I thought I thought you wanted to do the drag race. <laughs> no, but the police did want to arrest him on several charges, reckless driving and resisting arrest. And it's time for some nerd news. Covering some important news for your brain that you may have missed. Here's some rundowns. There was a survey that found <clears throat> surprise surprise. of us Americans still don't know the difference between coronavirus and COVID-19. They actually mean different things, folks. Coronavirus is the broad term that we use for the virus itself. COVID-19 is the name of the illness that it causes. Now, let's just break it down for you. Coronavirus disease 2019. That's what COVID stands for, I guess. The full name of the virus is, quote, Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2, or SARS-CoV-2. Oh, and here's something else. People in the UK freaked out when they thought they saw a big string of UFOs flying in the sky. But no, it was actually the new Starlink satellites from Elon Musk passing overhead. SpaceX is going to put like 12,000 of them up there to provide high speed internet access mostly. And yeah, some folks think that it's going to litter the night sky. Pretty soon we're gonna really think we're living with the Jetsons. For the first time ever, an aquarium in Tampa, Florida was able to grow a type of coral called ridged cactus coral. And now we might be able to rebuild the great Florida reef which is one of the great coral reefs in the world. Who knows? We might be able to soon make coral on our new 3D printer. I don't know. (laughs) and the hubble telescope celebrated big 30 the space shuttle discovery lifted it into orbit april 24th back in 1990 so nasa pointed a brand or posted a brand new tool that now you can see the best photo that it has taken on your birthday yeah there you go no 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 i'm not just staring up into space i'm trying to see my birthday panorama from the telescope some more corona crazies though Some not-so-serious stories. A hospital in Paris found that only 5% of the coronavirus patients were actually smokers. Could it be that smoking prevents the coronavirus? That's what the French researchers are thinking. Nicotine maybe helps to block the virus. Grab my Marlboros there, Kathy. I need to have a puff. And the biggest nudist colony biggest nudist organization in England says it's seen a 100% increase in new members since this pandemic began. They think it's because people are trying out things like gardening naked, and they find out that they like it. Oh, is this my best side? It looks like also that uh, coronavirus cannot be sexually transmitted. I don't know who experimented with that, but based upon the reports we were hearing, about how people catch it, it seems that sex is like the only thing that it doesn't transmit it through. Okay, but of course, being that close to another person, smooching and kissing, probably are big risk factors anyway. Hotel occupancy rates are down 50 to 80% around the country, which is bad news. Not for the hotel industry. No, it's bad news for bed bugs. Yeah, the young bed bugs will die if they don't eat in 20 days and the older ones can only make it in a matter of months. So this could possibly wipe them out. We need to start a new campaign to save the bed bug. And a baby born in a supermarket parking lot in England after an ambulance didn't stop because the baby's dad tried to wave it down, but they just thought they were saluting them for their work. Hey, thank you. Thank you. A restaurant in Italy is testing out plexiglass table partitions to keep people from spreading coronavirus while they eat. And two families in Australia have a built a see-through fence between their yards so they can safely hang out. Now we just need to work on soundproofing them. Uh, here's something that may never happen again. There were more flights at one point out of the Billings Logan International Airport in Montana than there were out of JFK in New York. Now that tells you how upside down the world has been. Miller High Life is running a contest where they'll give $10,000 and a wedding at your doorstep to a few couples who've had to cancel their wedding because of the pandemic. Not that we wanted to serve alcohol at our wedding, you know. And uh, the credit card debt that we're having, man, it's, it's, uh, it's out there, man. I'm telling you. Credit card companies are decreasing credit limits for people facing hard financial times in an effort to cover their own losses. Capital One's new slogan I hear now is, what's in our wallet? American Express, their new slogan, do leave home without it, please. This is why people hate banks. You know, the one time people might need credit, they cut it off. That's like saying, yeah, 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 the boat is sinking. Oh, by the way, we're getting rid of all those little life preserver thingies because who really needs them, right? Right. Well, we've been watching a lot of new at-home versions of TV shows, including the iconic Saturday Night Live. I think I found some ways to make it a little more exciting. Two words. Sodium pentothal. Let everybody say what they really think of Chevy Chase. Why not? And a musical guest of Sinead O'Connor. Why not? And let a cat actually drive a car. That would be a good idea. Hold a seance, bring back Don Pardo, or maybe lock Lauren Michaels up in a room with a live Jaguar, Tiger King 2, or something. Just keep baiting Pete Davidson until he completely snaps. That'll be fun to watch. Bring back that funny performer, you know, who did that hilarious character that time, you know, you, you know right? Or see if viewers can tell Mickey Day and Alex Moffat apart, that'd be fun. Or milk that David S. Pumpkin sketch just one more time. You know, book Kanye during a particularly manic phase and let him talk about Trump. That'll just send everyone's heads into orbit. Or how about this? Just two words here. More cowbell and more belly button. You have to know the skit, OK, to get the joke. A sneaky wife shared the best cleaning hack to the Australian Facebook group Mums Who Clean, where it impressed thousands of other mums who clean. While many praise the woman's online, others admitted they have tricked their husbands with similar tactics. That's right. She's tricking her husband to do more work around the house. One of them says, I used to do this years ago. I told my hubby we had monthly house inspections so he would help do a big cleanup over the weekend. This reminds me of the time my hubby was building something and was so close to finishing it and just stopped working on it, so I thought about making up an email address and sending myself an email from a mock builder quoting the job to finish it off. Others call the wife a genius. While some said that they wouldn't be able to implement the trick themselves as they don't have a landlord, but since sharing the ideas online, the post has received more than 4,800 likes with 169 comments from women all over Australia. I don't know. I mean, that's a nice little trick, but um, I think my wife is smarter than that because she doesn't want me doing anything like that around the house because then we'd have to call somebody else to fix what I broke. I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving and the stupidity that is always around us. And if you're insane enough to ask, I'm always insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you either by leaving a voice message or a written message. And you can do that at podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment that you have from a podcast or a question you might have, and I'll be happy to address either one. Your question or comment might even just be played and or Talked about in a future podcast. And if you are someone you know would actually like to join in on a podcast, you're more than welcome to participate. And if you have that Anchor app on your phone, you can do just that. It's as simple as a phone call. Download the app at your favorite App Store and add our podcast, my podcast, to your favorites. You can also email me with comments and questions, requests at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. That's insane, E R I K L A N E.com. Of course, you should certainly subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you listen to it on Apple, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio, Public, or Spotify. And of course, don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. That's insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. (laughs) Well, well, we got a fire department now urging people not to sanitize face masks in the microwave. You're thinking, what reasonable thinking person would do that? Apparently, not enough. Maybe you've been wearing those face masks out in public. But look, I know they brought the inventor of the face mask, the N95 face mask, out of retirement. He's going to find a way to, you know to clean them and recycle them. But I don't think putting them in the microwave is one of them. Fire departments around the country are spreading a message because people have been putting their face masks in the microwave, but it has this metal wiring in the nose that causes the sparks to fly. Arlington Fire Department tweeted, "'There are reports of masks being sanitized in microwaves. This is a major fire hazard. Please do not place masks in the microwave for any period of time.' The New Hampshire State Fire Marshal's office shared a similar advice. They tweeted, cloth masks can overheat quickly and catch fire. Disposable masks also have a metal nose wire and can cause sparks a fire and or break your microwave. Conversely, I wouldn't cover your face with a microwave pizza. Okay, And if you think it's a good idea to put your face mask in the microwave, I think you have a bigger worry than the coronavirus. You know? A lot of people have been cooking and baking more than usual during the coronavirus lockdowns, besides their masks. They've been sharing photos of their creations on social media. But Senator Mark Warner shared a video of him making a tuna melt in an Instagram story, which he called one of his favorite all-time recipes. The Internet was united in gagging. The video showed Warner squeezing big mounds of globs of mayonnaise on both sides of white bread and putting tuna on top of the uh, meal without draining the water from the can, put two slices of cheddar cheese on top, then microwave the sandwich. Among those uh, taking to social media to give Warner's sandwich a big thumbs down were some of his own fellow senators, like Senator Kamala Harris of California. She tweets, Mark. We need to talk. Call, please. Other comments were a bit more direct. The Daily Beast, Sam Stein, tweets, I nearly puked. The Daily Dot writes, Mark, Mark Warner's tuna melt, his tutorial, it's an abomination. Well, you know, Warner laughed it off. He tweeted, I'm going to continue leaving the cooking to the professionals and support my local restaurants in Congress. And with lots of carryout orders. Well, forget the coronavirus. Senator Warren probably needs to be worried about food poisoning, (laughs) you know. I mean, if Senator Warren could get some more Democrats to try this recipe, I think the Republicans could totally take back the Senate. A woman posted on Reddit, on a forum for, let's just say, self-proclaimed buttholes, that she and her husband named their daughter Elizabeth Anya Jane and have been calling her Liz for short. Now, she says that using that nickname has led to the sudden realization that the pronunciation of Liz, with her second name, Anya, sounds a little like the word lasagna. And the mom's relatives won't stop teasing her about it. She said the teasing has gotten so bad she won't even let the family see the baby on Skype anymore. She's ended the post by asking on Reddit if she was wrong for naming her daughter what she did and cutting the family off due to the teasing. Most commenters agreed that her family has probably taken the joke a little too far, but some suggested, why don't you just legally switch your daughter's middle names around and put an end to it all? I mean, look, to add insult to injury, the parents don't even like Italian food, you know. Her daughter has a unique name, and she was able to cut off her family. To me, it sounds like a win-win. There was a Minnesota police officer that responded to a report of a small dog running loose through the neighborhood. It ended up capturing something a bit more unusual. A white fox. The Coon Rapids Police Department said their community service officer, Eric Prendel, responded to a local home where a resident reported a dog about the size of a fox was running loose through the yard. Prendel spots the animal in a nearby yard and discovers when he comes closer, it wasn't a dog at all, but it was an actual fox. He said the animal was very friendly, approached him curiously, Prendle said he tapped his leg and like he would call a dog, and the animal followed him right along as he walked back to his squad car. He said, I got back to my squad car and opened up the door, and it didn't hesitate. It hopped right into the back of my squad. Prendle said that he took the fox to the Save-A-Fox rescue in Fairbail, Fair, Fairbolt, where it was later reunited with its owner, Veronica Amarud. Oh, pretty clever, huh? Yep. Policeman was able to lure the fox into his patrol po- patrol car by pretending to be a hen house? Okay. Ha, 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 ha. What did the fox say? Anyway, I don't know. Oh, forget the fox story. I mean, there's actually a real place in Minnesota called Coon Rapids. Now, there's a congresswoman named AOC. Does she have enough brains uh, to blow her nose? Uh, if her brains were dynamite, I don't know. But her mouth is certainly dynamite. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has posted an Instagram video urging low-income workers to protest economic insecurity and don't go back to work when the economy reopens. That's right. It means if you're completely broke, folks, you should just refuse to make money. And up next, she'll urge starving people to go on a hunger strike. Well, if you're hungry, you have to go to the grocery store. Things are different in the grocery store. I don't go to the grocery store anymore now during this pandemic with my wife. She's made a list and give to me. Things you shouldn't do in a grocery store. So after I guess I went with her that one time, this is the list she gives me. Things you should not do in a grocery store. Go up to the Chinese food counter and ask for bat. Glue cotton balls to your face and fake a limp so you can shop during the senior hours. Go to the pet aisle and ask for tiger chow. Bring your emotional support dwarf. That's disturbing. Enter the store without a face mask. Not because of COVID-19, but because you're ugly. Thanks. Loiter in the freezer section for erect nipples. Make a toilet paper beer to declare yourself Lord of Essential Employees. Or make a mask using a 10-inch flour tortilla you grabbed off the shelf. Steer the shopping cart with your tongue. Buy some certified organic produce. Then do a victory dance while screaming, I'm better than everyone, I'm better than everyone. Or walk into the store without pants and yell, I need a price check on ding-dongs. Or hoard the toilet paper, the Purell, or anything else that you're going to need for pleasuring yourself. Annoy the heck out of the butcher by asking him if he enjoys touching his meat all day and if he's in pain because he has tenderloin. Stand in the empty toilet paper aisle singing Michael Bolton's How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? Squeeze melons while making direct eye contact with strangers. Wash your hands on the produce, mister. And please, don't squeeze the Charmin while moaning in ecstasy. So, my days of going to the grocery store, I guess, are over. I'll just stay home and draw a little on the uh, computer. In fact, AI, which is called artificial intelligence, they've made some big leaps in these last years, but it's just regressed into middle school humor territory now. Someone has trained an AI program so it can take any simple shape you draw and turn it into a crude pencil sketch of... (laughs) That's right, male genitalia. You remember making those drawings in third grade? (laughs) The one I remember is drawing a picture starts out looking like a little boy who's going to draw a mountain with snow caps on top. Turns out it was his dad cleaning the bathtub naked. Yeah, I remember doing that all the time in school. Anyway, the guy who starts it, he started with a neutral network created by Google called Sketch RNN that can recognize doodles. Then he fed it thousands of sketches of men's junk just so it could learn what to draw the best part, he launched his own website where now anybody can try it out. <laughs> the name of the site is a little too crude for radio, but let's just, let's just Google the D word, R-N-N, and you'll find it. It works best if you start with the undercarriage and then let the AI take care of the erect portion of the drawing. Now, the sketches aren't that great, and sometimes it uh, completely misses the mark, but it will certainly keep your inner 12-year-old entertained for a long time. It should have done something with this pastor who was arrested in Opalaca, Florida, for punching a 70-year-old man who was trying to deliver food to those in need. The victim, Felipe Madrigal, says he went to the emergency room to get his neck checked out. The police report said Madrigal told police he had gone to the area to deliver 12 pallets of food to the people when Bernie Michael... 64 years old, approached him and asked, what was he doing there? The victim said he was there to provide food to people, and then Michael got angry that the victim had not contacted him before arriving. He was also upset that the food was going to be handed out that day and not donated to his church. When the victim suggested Michael help him hand out the food, Michael smacked him in the face. Michael said he hit Madrigal out of fear because he had never seen him before, Well, now he's been charged with aggravated battery on an elderly person. Usually, you don't see that kind of rebellious spunk in a Catholic priest. But this story really makes no sense to you at all, I'm sure, right? But just remember, it took place in Florida. And how sad is this that the thought of driving around with passengers in my car has just made me nostalgic. I haven't, I've gotten maybe, oh, let me think, one month to the gallon of gas so far, there's a new survey that found 49% of people admit their car is usually a big mess. Here's some more stats. When people were asked to name the dirtiest spot in their car, the top answers were the floor, the back seat, the cup holders, the dashboard, and <clears throat> junk in the trunk. Top things that are currently junking up inside the cars: crumbs, empty bottles, food wrappers, old magazines, blankets. <laughs> I'm not going to go any further. And just over two-thirds of the people with messy cars said it's embarrassing when they have passengers. Seven out of ten people said the messy car is a turnoff. And half of us would actually think about canceling a date if that person showed up in a filthy car. I've had to write in a few myself, and I don't really want to talk about it. 78% of overall said that a clean car makes them feel like they have their life together. The problem is I can never get my life together enough to clean out my car. 45% said containing the mess is hard and it can seem overwhelming. 24% of us don't clean our car out because it'll just get messy again. And one in four would rather just clean their toilet than clean their car. I've decided I've just adopted the mantra. I'm just going to clean it as I leave it. You know, just take the extra two minutes to take whatever out. And now I just have a floor full of crumbs and I just hate vacuuming. You know, we've had to transition to Zoom meetings overnight too. Not everybody has been prepared. Like your boss. You remember that boss that was gonna conduct a like a video conference and forgot to take off the filters and well didn't know how to undo turning herself into a potato, so she conducted the entire meeting looking like a potato. Well, here's some things bosses and managers probably should not do on a Zoom call, okay? The first is obvious, which is to look scruffy. You just don't want to look scruffy. Bosses should dress nice, keep their personal hygiene up. Looking professional sets an example, shows respect for the staff. Don't hog the call. Even bosses need to keep comments short and sweet. They also need to pay attention to the signs that someone else wants to talk, so pausing now and then is probably a good idea. Don't keep your mic on all the time, because if you mute muted, it keeps the background noise out. And if somebody else is giving a long presentation, they might even want to turn their videos off so they can focus on the speaker. Don't have a very busy or unprofessional background. Simple backgrounds are the best, especially if you're the boss. The virtual backgrounds should be work appropriate. Now, my virtual background, of course, is the image that I downloaded so I can have my Arkansas State University Red Wolves proudly on display bosses also don't include too many people in every meeting just because the whole office can be in on a call doesn't mean they should be just having a few smaller meetings might be better than a big huge whopping one okay all right just a few things to uh pass along because i have a feeling we're going to be doing these uh teleconferencing things for quite a while longer I don't really follow sports, okay, unless of course it's Arkansas State University sports. Um, but they've had this documentary, you know, on ESPN. <clears throat> um, since there's nothing else worth watching, unless you want to watch somebody play horse on ESPN. But did you see this documentary? And I, well, and then, and then there was a story about Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra. Yeah, the the full details of Carmen Electra hiding as Michael Jordan summoned Dennis Rodman, stay a secret. Uh, The story likely won't top though, what Electra revealed about the then-couple's other Chicago escapades. So Electra tells the Los Angeles Times that the two once had sex, quote, all over the Bulls' practice facility, one day when the Bulls had an off day from practicing. Dennis said he had a surprise for me, Electra tells the paper. He blindfolds me and we get on his motorcycle. When he finally takes my blindfold off, we're standing at the Bulls practice facility, Center Court. It was crazy, like two kids in a candy store. We were eating popsicles from the fridge and pretty much having sex all over the place, in the physical therapy room, in the weight room, and obviously on the court. To be honest, I don't think he ever worked out so hard in his life, she added with a laugh. (laughs) Now, the 48-year-old Electra says she first met Rudman at an L.A. nightclub where someone took her coat and hid it behind the bar before Rudman asked her what she wanted to drink. Now, she did not return Rudman's calls for a long time, but when she did, the romance quickly took off, as noted in that fourth episode of The Last Dance of the ESPN's Bulls documentary. Now, Dennis Rudman's college son, you may not know this, was telling reporters, he had no idea that his dad went on a 48 hour bender in Las Vegas during this 1998 basketball season. And of course, Dennis was like, Yeah, dude, uh, how do you think you got here? <laughs> Obvious answer. Some other surprising facts. So, you may not know about Dennis Rodman. Dude is totally bat crap crazy. Okay, you're right. That may not be that surprising. Uh, his face is 22% tungsten alloy. If he gets wasted enough, he actually starts to make sense. It would actually take over three and a half hours to read all of his tats. I think somebody tried. Credits Sonny the Cuckoo Bird with being an early role model. And appearances at airport metal detectors is known to make the TSA agents cry. (laughs) He dated Madonna when she was still in her 70s. Wow. And he totally understands everything that's going on in Westworld. He's probably the only one. Legendary rebounding skills also apply to rebounding from hangovers, and in high school was voted most likely to frighten parents. Finally, other surprising facts about Dennis Rodman. He even creeps out Kim Jong-un. Yeah, And did you see that the president was tweeting that the White House press briefings aren't worth his time anymore because, quote, The lame stream media always asks nothing but hostile questions. Fake news and refuses to report the truth or facts accurately. Yeah, Trump and the media need really to, ble- to bleach the slate clean and just start all over again. You know what I mean? sense we're bleaching everything else around here. You know, The briefings are kind of like America's family road trip. You ever, you ever know? They, they start out nice and calm, and within a half an hour, the kids are screaming at each other. Well, uh, Pennsylvania has got state-owned liquor stores that date all the way back to the Prohibition. And when they finally dropped prohibition, Governor Millard, uh, what's his name, or is it maybe Governor Mifflin? Okay, decided we're still going to have our own Pennsylvania form of prohibition. So uh, Pennsylvania is one of the two states that have state-owned liquor stores? Okay, well our state stores here in PA have fulfilled. About 25,000 orders of late in this COVID-19 environment because they finally started allowing curbside pickup for the first uh, three days since the program started amid the coronavirus pandemic for sales of about 2.3 million bucks. Now, the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board, the PLCB, opened the sale at 176 of their state stores And booze has flown off the shelves ever since. Uh, 6,000 orders have been fulfilled on the first day alone. Now, the board is expanding the curbside pickup to hundreds more of its fine wine and good spirit stores. Well, that's one business that's making money during the pandemic, I guess, you know. The pandemic has been going on for how many weeks? And they're only thinking of curbside pickup now? I don't get it. Wendy's announced that participating restaurants across the country would be giving away orders of four-piece chicken nuggets to anybody visiting the drive-thru here recently. The company said the promotion is called Group Nug, was inspired by the chain's team members and restaurant crews who've been going above and beyond the call of duty to help the communities out. Now, there was a limit of one pack of free nuggets per customer That wasn't going to stop one Twitter user uh, going by the name of Squeezy Jibs to order, uh, well, more than that, to try to get past the nugget limit. He goes and drives to 11 different Wendy's in the greater Portland area and Vancouver area in order to make the most of his trip. He reportedly drove the route twice and doubled his score. Yeah, talk about a road trip. I mean, to score that many free nuggets takes, well, a pretty big set of nuggets, if you know what I mean. And he had to go back to all 11 stores because he forgot to ask for barbecue sauce. (laughs) You know, dang it. You know when your friends who don't have kids complain about how stressful the lockdown is? You just want to punch them in the face, right? Unfortunately, social distancing prevents that. And you probably don't have the time anyway. Well, there's a new study that's found the average parent doesn't get to relax until eh, about 8.39 p.m. each night because, well, they're just too busy juggling work, chores, meals, and kids. Three out of four parents said they normally don't have any time to relax until the evening, and 86% would describe their life as a balancing act. The most stressful time for parents, middle of the day, about 11.54 in the morning, but kids aren't the only cause. Other things constantly stress about our money and keeping the house clean and not getting enough sleep. Really? And you want to have kids, right? So how much longer can this lockdown last before we all completely go berserk? Some states are relaxing the stay-at-home orders and some people still have a ways to go. But how much of our sanity is left The average American thinks they could probably go a maximum of one more month before they finally hit their breaking point, according to the survey. 72% said they would completely lose their marbles sometime between now and June, early June. And pretty much everybody agrees six months would probably be more they can probably handle. One in four people have already hit their breaking point, including 20% of the men and 29% of the women. And young people are having an even tougher time with it. 35% of Americans ages 18 to 25 have pretty much hit the breaking point. Now, there's another new survey that asked people what they would do if a serious lockdown continues and they don't agree with it. Well, close to 20% said they'd probably do their own thing and would not follow the guidelines. Now, the survey was actually conducted by Kelton Global. It also found one in four people have reached the breaking point after being locked down. Of course, I'm not at a breaking point. But my pants are, you know, (laughs) Uh, surveyed, said they would reach a breaking point if they were still locked down on June 1st. Now, that's, of course, when they they probably run out of liquor. So come on into Pennsylvania. We'll pull up to the curb and load you up. And I love that someone did a semi-scientific survey on a question. This completely random. You ready? Has anyone ever flashed you their junk in public? That's just not a question you would expect anybody to ask on any given day. But somebody did. And almost 20% of the people said yes. (laughs) What? Is it not good enough to just, you know, send somebody a picture? Now you got to give them a live performance? The survey only asked about uh, below the belt flashing. Now, so if somebody just pulled their shirt up, that doesn't really count. 18% said they have been junk flashed. That's a new term now. Another 2% said they prefer not to say. So count them in too. Women were twice as likely to say that it happened to them, probably because it's easier for guys to whip it out, maybe, I guess. And because men are scum, right? About 12% of the guys said it happened to them compared to 25% of the women. That would be an interesting thing to happen, yeah. And the question, though, is, why? <laughs> anyway, well, the only way this story gets topped is if a guy named Pepe Le Pew is busted for unwanted touching. This, uh, you know, but there's a 35-year-old guy in Georgia. His name, no lie, Speedy Gonzalez just got himself arrested after seven several months on the run. And that is his legal name. Cops have been looking for this guy since early this year. He stole more than $3,000 worth of checks from a dude's mailbox. They've been tracking him since March, finally caught up to him and arrested him when a cop pulled him over in his car. Now, it's not clear if he tried to outrun them or not, but he's facing charges of forgery, identity fraud and theft by deception. He's also got outstanding warrants in Georgia and Alabama. I'm just shocked that Speedy Gonzalez was the one committing the crimes. I mean, I thought for sure it would have been Yosemite Sam, you know? Oh, geez. I made what? Purchase of what three grand? He he went to one store and he 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 actually sold the checks. Goes to a store, buys three grand worth of merchandise, and then comes back the next day, and exchanges them all back for cash. What? Sounds like more like greedy Gonzalez to me. Now we come to our insane week in review. Okay, I've uh, got a few shorts to pass on. Not the ones I'm wearing. No, these are news shorts. Okay, uh, North Korean state media has shared a letter written by Kim Jong-un to prove he's still alive. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's face it. The people who claim that he once shot 18 holes in one would never lie to us, right? This is the equivalent of saying... I've got a girlfriend, but she didn't live around here. North Korea has reached out to Joe Biden's campaign for tips on convincing people someone's still alive. Good luck with that. Tara Reid, the woman, by the way, accusing Joe Biden of sexual assault, says her mother called into the Larry King show back in 1993 and complained about the incident. But the problem is the only copy of it is on VHS and Biden is the only one who can still use a VCR. There's also a study by Florida Atlantic University that found fun children are more popular on playgrounds than the less outgoing children. Which begs begs the question, who needed a study to confirm this? I, frankly, can't wait to see their next breakthrough study that proves dogs like bacon keep my feet from dancing. Yeah, what do you know? Fun kids are more popular. That was probably my, my problem in school. But technically speaking, the bullies really are more helpful in the long run. I mean, they motivate you to lose weight, get a better haircut, you know, you name it. People magazine is reporting that the Queen of England will twist her wedding ring if she wants her assistance to get her out of a conversation with someone. And if she likes the person, she twists her nipple ring. Piers Morgan tweeted that President Trump needs to shut the F up about the coronavirus cures. Which is kind of funny because... That's what most people want Pierce Morgan to do. Pierce Morgan has kind of become that crazy guy ranting on the subway, you know. Everybody sees him but nobody listens to what he's saying. And now speaker Nancy Pelosi, well she came out officially endorsing Joe Biden yesterday. Nobody was shocked by this one except Joe. He was kind of like, "He endorsed me for what?" Did I did I give that one before? Yeah. <laughs> It was just too good. I had to reuse it again. Well, the study by the University of Maryland found that millions of Americans are experiencing quarantine fatigue. They can tell by how unimaginative the TikTok videos have become, at least until recently. Just wait till I tell you what's coming next week. The study surveyed smartphone location data and found more Americans are choosing to go outside for the first time since the lockdown began. Either that or their spouse kicked them out. I'm not sure. And Joe Biden, you know, Joe was jumbling his words uh, when he was being interviewed once and was calling for an economic intercourse during an interview with CBS. Somebody should warn him that the last Democrat who had economic intercourse was New York Governor Elliot Spitzer and he had to leave office because of it. OK, I, I, mean, I doubt he really meant to say economic intercourse, although the banks have been screwing us for years. I mean. The NFL's virtual draft was the most watched draft with 55 million players or 55 million uh, viewers tuning in. But the numbers were a little juiced, for one, because it was also the only live sporting event in two months. And uh, well, secondly, even the players were forced to watch. I think, though, the highlight uh, for most people was the Arizona Cardinals coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury. He had the nicest house I think I've ever seen. I mean, what, the sucker has, what, 20-foot windows, infinity pools, a state-of-the-art entertainment center. It had everything but a trophy case. Of course, if you don't know why, obviously you don't follow the Cardinals. Pennsylvania State Police, well, they arrested two teenage girls that hired a hitman to kill one of the girl's stepdad after he caught him in bed together. Apparently, he told him to think outside the box. Of course, the crazy part is that they're already handcuffed when the cops got there. So The judge is going to throw the book at him, and he doesn't mean the Kama Sutra. And the Pentagon has declassified three UFO videos that were shot by Navy pilots in 2004 and 2015. But notice how the aliens haven't come back, though, since Trump got into office. I think they're afraid he's going to deport them. The truth is, aliens would take one look at our society and all leave. Because we're all pretty much insane. Crazy. Stupid. They'd be like, these beings walk around all day staring into tiny screens with their hands and they take photographs of themselves and their food and their privates and send them to one another? If E.T. were here today, I don't think he would phone home. He would just phone an Uber to get out of here. And Netflix is making a documentary about former First Lady Michelle Obama and her book tour for her autobiography Becoming. Now, they were going to make one about former First Lady Hillary Clinton's book tour, but well, they had enough women who wanted to kill their husbands with the Tiger King. And less than two million people watched Hillary Clinton endorse Joe Biden in this virtual town hall. They called it a virtual town hall, you know, because five minutes and virtually everyone was sleeping. Yeah, and it was pretty weird, though, after Hillary had been through, you know, she's been through so much in politics. She passes the torch to a glorified Zoom cocktail party. You know, it's kind of crazy. Oh, maybe, though, she did it that way to remind us that she's still here in case Joe's not all there, you know. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer says Joe Biden has regularly sent her notes on how to handle the coronavirus, although it's a little hard to follow, you know, because he sends the entire message in the subject line of an email. Joe told her if she has any questions at all, don't hesitate to beat me, he says. What? A Spanish news anchor was doing his newscast from home and was caught, well kind of with his pants down in more ways than one. He was caught cheating because a half-naked woman was seen in the background of the home broadcast. The weather forecast was cloudy with a high chance of divorce. I mean, say what you want, though, about the Spanish news anchors. These guys don't beat around the bush. The New York Times, CNN, and MSNBC are also facing heated criticism because of their lack of interest in the assault allegations against Joe Biden, given how hard the outlets pushed claims against Brett Kavanaugh, you see. And they're calling it a double standard, but the truth is they just want to go back through Joe's high school yearbook because they can't find the stone tablets. Well, coming up next week, I can hardly wait what's coming up in the next, uh, next week's episode. Maybe coming up sooner. It depends on how much stupidity is out there. This week I nearly choked there was so much, but boy, I can't wait to tell you what's coming up next week. Let's just say there's a new TikTok challenge, and it's definitely the stupidest one I have ever seen. Oh, you want to know what it is? Okay. It is the TikTok pee your pants challenge. And trust me, when you find out what it's about, you'll wet yourself. But, so much for that. I think we should move on to, um, the real geniuses from this past week's stupidity. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing, or something. And now, this week's a genius award. <laughs> well, a Punta Gorta Florida man calls 911, not once, not twice, not three times, but multiple times, asking deputies to deliver him ice cream and liquor. Deputies responded to the apartment in Punta Gorda after 65 year old Michael James Gables called repeatedly 911 to report an emergency. I got an emergency! When deputies arrived at Gables' apartment, they asked him to take a $20 bill that was on the couch and return to his place with some liquor. That's what he asked the deputies to do. Deputies told Gables that needing a liquor delivery wasn't an emergency, and if he called again, he would be charged with misuse of nine one one. He told the deputies he understood. Apparently, not good enough. The next day, Gables made another emergency call to nine one one, dispatching deputies. This time, he asked the deputies take his ice cream out of the freezer since he wasn't able to get it out of the he couldn't get out of his recliner. And since Gables obviously was not in distress or in need of medical attention, deputies promptly placed him under arrest for the misuse of 911. Yeah, alcohol and ice cream led this man spending time in jail. Whereas for most of us, that combination usually leads to an extended period of time in the bathroom. I actually do think many Americans would consider a lack of ice cream and alcohol an emergency, but you know, because you need ice cream to distract your kids... And you need the alcohol to distract yourself from your kids. Oh, and then there's uh, some Indiana University instructors who were warned in an email that students might be dropping into Zoom calls to participate in online classes in the nude, according to IU spokesperson Chuck Carney. Carney says instructors have been informed that they are required to report any instances of naked students Because it violates the code of student rights, responsibilities and conduct, and, well, because the incident could be a sign of psychological distress. Of course, if you see something like that, you would be the one having psychological distress from watching it. The email was sent to instructors in the media school with guidance from the Division of Student Affairs on how to handle naked incidents. Carney says that he wasn't sure if other schools and the university had sent similar emails, but the guidance applies to all IU instructors. It's considered sexual harassment, he says. Now, students who choose to expose themselves in this way risk suspensions or expulsions, depending on the circumstances. Carney said the incidents may be uh, charged under personal misconduct, sexual misconduct, or academic misconduct. I mean, I could understand if this happened during a zoology class, because in that field, it's perfectly normal to study beavers and snakes. I mean, it's unbelievable that college kids are actually calling in naked. It's even more unbelievable that Bill Clinton just registered at the university. Now, how about this? I was talking about the ABC News correspondent, Will Reeve, who was getting a lot of grief because he got a little too comfortable working from home when he appeared on Good Morning America without pants. He did his best Winnie the Pooh impression during a segment to report on pharmacies using drones to deliver medicine during the coronavirus pandemic. He delivered the report to Michael Strahan and Amy Rohrbach with a suit jacket and a dress shirt, but no pants. The coronavirus pandemic has changed the way content is produced, as everyone from newscasters to A-list celebrities now are forced to work from home, but they typically wear pants. A poorly kept secret industry secret is that the bottom half of a broadcaster's wardrobe isn't often as professional as the top half. Usually, though, an anchor desk or a savvy camera operator keeps that casual attire attire hidden from view. Reeve, unfortunately, had neither in his uh, setup. Yes, mediaites Joe Paterno wrote that that sort of caused his downfall. I don't really understand the issue, though. I'm pretty sure, though, news anchors have been going pantsless for years. Just ask Tom Brokaw. He was doing a news story on pharmacy, see, using drones to deliver medicine when the camera caught him without pants. But you'd think that he was talking about food delivery due to the hot dog and nuts. I guess I, well, what about this? A $500,000 debt incurred from three games of rock, paper, scissors is invalid. The Quebec court of appeals now has officially ruled. Edmund Mark Hooper, the unfortunate loser of the classic hand game, took out a mortgage on his house to pay the debt, a fact that was acknowledged in a notarized contract. But the Superior Court canceled the mortgage in a 2017 decision, which was appealed by Michael Premieu, who beat Hooper in the game of rock, paper, scissors and won the $517,000 wager. Premieu told the court the best of three game took place in January 2011. Quebec law stipulates that for a wagering contract to be valid, it must be related to activities requiring only skill or body exertion on the part of parties rather than to chance. Furthermore, the amount wagered must not be excessive. So you have to be a real degenerate gambler to bet on rock, paper, scissors, although with no sports on right now, most of us would probably throw a few hundred on that, too. But seriously, what kind of low life bets on rock, paper, scissors? I prefer Duck, Duck, Goose myself. Yeah, you got to check this one out. A welcome mat at the front door of a Florida home read, quote, come back with a warrant. And that's exactly what deputies did before finding drugs and drug paraphernalia inside. The Daytona Beach News Journal reports uh, the home in Palm Coast was part of an investigation into illegal drugs. And after seeing the doormat, authorities say the Flagler County Sheriff's Office got the warrant and deputies found fentanyl and drug paraphernalia inside during a search. Investigators say there were four people inside, but no arrests were made immediately. The Florida Department of Children and Families was contacted regarding the child that was at the home. I mean, I'm not surprised that he had this welcome mat, because I'm pretty sure when you move to Florida, the state just kind of gives you one. I mean, in other parts of the country, I bet this welcome mat isn't as common, right? And because of the lockdown, most people's mats probably currently say, come back with alcohol. And you'll never believe this. An Idaho man who turned his quarantine fatigue into the need for speed was arrested after driving on a closed Florida beach. During the coronavirus lockdown, according to authorities, 25-year-old John McGarry led police on a 35-mile-per-hour chase across an empty Sand Key vacation spot that's part of Clearwater Beach after bystanders spotted him taking a spin on the sand. Officers eventually arrested McGarry when he tried to flee the beach through a hotel parking lot. Clearwater Beach and other Pinellas County beaches have remained closed, you see, due to the coronavirus pandemic. And even when open, it's illegal to drive on the beaches. But that didn't deter McGarry from taking his apparent joyride. Embracing his inner Florida man, the Idaho native, told officers he did it because he was bored I've always my kid sometimes says I'm bored, and I reply with boredom is a choice. McGarry obviously was booked into the Pinella County Jail and charged with reckless driving, resisting arrest without violence, and driving on a, with a suspended license. I guess I just don't quite understand this one. I mean, the dude's from Idaho; you'd think he'd be used to constant boredom. In this instance, Idaho man and Florida man are kind of interchangeable. You say potato. I say he probably grows potatoes. Oh, and then there's one more. A New Jersey high school math teacher has now been caught on video yelling at a group of teenagers playing football in a park that they should, quote, Die a long, painful death from the coronavirus. Now, the teacher at Steinhardt High School in Hamilton Township, New Jersey, was identified by several sources as Nicole Griggs, who has taught in the district for about 15 years. One of the kids allegedly targeted by the teacher, a freshman at the school, tells a news outlet he and his buddies were playing on the East Franklin Street Park when she screamed at them behind a fence. Now, the encounter was actually captured by another student and posted on Snapchat. The Steinhardt freshman tells the newspaper that a cop shows up at the park and told the kids to leave. He said he and his pals realized they probably should have been in the park and left soon after the frightening incident, but expressed a little shock that a teacher would wish a death upon them like that, you know? Kind of sounds like this poor woman was absolutely irate. She was fuming so intently, you would think she was a New Jersey dump herself. Kind of hard to believe she would wish them for, for them to die a long, painful death. Sounds like CNN talking about Trump. Well, anyway, I should conclude on a passing thought. Sleep is like a time machine to breakfast. This podcast obviously wouldn't even exist without some acknowledgements. What? You think I write all this stuff all by myself? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got to thank the folks at A-List Comedy, Ad Large Media, Premier Networks, Wise Brother Media, and Pulse Radio, United Stations Radio Network. thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world and if you're feeling a bit crazy i hope you'll follow me on facebook or twitter at insane eric lane and visit insaneericlane.com